Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day, all of you. Watch it from Mahomer, watch it from New Linux, watch it online. Happy, happy Mother's Day. If you're in town, I apologize for the weather. Um, I, I, I figured it out, you guys, okay? Mass baptism weekend, Mother's Day next year. That way we're guaranteed good weather, okay? That's the only way this thing works. Um, and, and if you're far away, just, just know that it's terrible here today. Um, please understand. We are celebrating 126 people that got baptized last weekend, however, when the weather was nice. And it was like in the 70s and it was beautiful. We're celebrating that, right? And we're celebrating moms today. School-age children, here are the answers to some questions that they were asked that we found amusing. Um, the, yes, there, that, okay? First question. Next. What kind of little girl was your mom? Well, I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. <laughs> um, what about why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? Well, God knew she likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. <laughs> Duh. How did your mom meet your dad? Uh, mom was working in a store and dad was shoplifting. <laughs> Good story. Want to know a little bit more, right? Why did your mom marry your dad? Well, she got too old to do anything else. And my grandma says mom didn't have her thinking cap on. How about the difference between moms and grandmas? Well, you can always count on grandmas for candy. Sometimes mom don't even have bread. You know, I mean, they forgot to go to the store. Anything about your mom perfect? Well, she says her casserole recipe, but we hate them. What would it take to make your mom perfect? Uh, on the inside, she's already perfect. Outside, I think some kind of plastic surgery. Yeah. Who's the boss at your house? Uh, well, mom doesn't want to be the boss, but she has to because dad's such a goofball. <laughs> Again, probably talking to grandma, right? How did God make mothers? Well, it's magic and superpowers with a lot of stirring. And we believe that. And then we're celebrating you moms. Uh, you know, an old comedian said, if evolution is true, why do moms still only have two hands? And you got to admit, um, there's something to that. Uh, motherhood is inarguably the hardest job in the world. And it's also a commandment for us to honor our father and mother. So we take that seriously, all right? As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, best description I, can, I could come up with of helping to understand what Mother's Day ought to be is her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, don't forget that, guys, and he praises her. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. City gate was where they'd all hang out and talk, you know. It was like social media, basically. So I guess post something on social media. That's the modern version of Proverbs 31. Say thank you to your mom and, and, and to your wife and, and those special ladies in your life. I also need to admit um, that, that we understand that Mother's Day and these family days aren't always easy. Okay, for many of you, uh, mom is gone and you miss her on this day. Uh, for some of you, your mom was a piece of work. Okay, that's the best way I can say it. And, and maybe it was abuse. Maybe she just checked out. Maybe, maybe she had her own stuff going on. Maybe the mom thing in your life wasn't great. Maybe you are a mom and the kid thing for you is a painful thing to think about. Um, maybe you long to be a mother for whatever reason that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I got some good friends that are having a very tough Mother's Day. They got a daughter who's not going to live very much longer. And, 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 and I mean, all of these emotions roll around together. So you can't just get up and go, okay, Mother's Day, yay, it's all awesome, without understanding that everybody's coming at it from a different 
a different perspective. But, but whether it brings you good or bad or indifferent feelings, um, family is the foundation of our society. The Bible says, children, obey your parents as to the Lord, in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, right? That's what we do, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. I mean, this is how society is supposed to work. So this is the most important thing I can tell you today, all right? Uh, None of us get to choose the legacy that was handed to us, but all of us get to choose the ones we leave behind. None of us get to choose the legacy that was handed to us, but all of us get to choose the ones we leave behind. I, am, I was left a great legacy. I'm so thankful for you, Mom. I'm so thankful for everything that you've done for me and everything you've passed on, and we've tried to do the same thing. But no matter what happened for you, we start now and we pass it on. So because of that, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to talk about the legacy and passing on the legacy. It made the most sense for me to have someone that we've been doing that with, that my wife passed on as a mother to her daughters. So I've invited my daughter, Rachel, to come out, and hopefully a couple of her kids are going to come out and join us to say hi right now. Come on out, Rachel and Charlie and George. Come out and say hi to everybody. And Nana's coming too, because Georgie won't let go of Nana when he's around, (laughs) right? Are you going to come and see me though? Yay. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Say hi, Charlie. Hi. They all know you, man. It's good to, good to have you boys with us this weekend. That's why I wanted your mommy to come so I could have you. And happy Mother's Day That's how it goes. to you. You ready to go play? You want to go play? Right, you ready to go play? Or you want to stay out here with me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is about the attention. I, I know, I know. You Papa's follow gonna, Nana, sweetie. Papa's going to stay out here and talk to all those people, okay? We're going to go play cards. And then you come back, and then I'll come and play Let's with you in a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. They call me Papa Popular. See, Charlie. Um, so if you didn't also notice, uh, I, I, well, I said you were bringing on a couple of your kids. I don't know why I said that, because you only have two kids. But there Got is another one on the way, if you didn't notice the baby yeah. bump going on there. Thanks. And... Um, Tell them the good news. Oh, number three is going to be a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you see those two so little lucky. dudes, you know she deserves a little girl, right? I oh, so she definitely do. does. So what are things like getting ready for number three versus getting ready for the first one and the second well, one? So, you know, with the first one, I mean, we did everything very by the book. We took a 12-week-long Bradley birthing class that was extremely informative Second time around, I think I looked up some videos on YouTube <laughs> and practiced some breathing in my living room, just a little refresher. This time around, I'm thinking about asking for an epidural in my eighth month. <laughs> Make so. it easy. I agree with you completely. Which is done. <laughs> so, so we're talking about the legacy thing. Let's start with you as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. there, we, we found a new book that was out called Why I Didn't Rebel, and you said to me, I, I should have written that book. Um, oh, Totally. I um, missed a great opportunity. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, what is it? What do you think? Why didn't you rebel? What did your mom do well to pass the faith on to you and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, being a pastor's kid, you might assume that it was all of that time spent in church, the hours and hours and hours every time that the doors were open. 
Um, but that wasn't it, although I was, it did mean a lot to me to have a very uh, secure church family and a place where I belong. That was meaningful to me as a child, but that's not the reason I'm a Christ follower today, I don't think. Um, and it's not all of those super spiritual family devotions that we had every night at the dinner table because actually we were really terrible at that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we never did we, that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was our responsibility. But yeah, we, we, I, mean, it, we, I guess sometimes I, I really want to make sure I paint some kind of a normal picture. You know, we, we joke about, somebody asked us if we just sing around the Harlow house like all day. Like the Von Trapps. You know, like the, the Von Trapps. Like, you know, good night. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, because they were all musical. And you know, this is so not the truth. We, we were terrible at devotions. Um, no, but, but, but that's not we the were, reason. I mean, you know, we, we didn't necessarily do all of those things. And yet here I am, my sisters and I, three out of three, we love Jesus. All three of us, I'm not working right now, but we all have worked in a church. Yeah. We still love the church. That's yeah, pretty right. rare for pastor's kids. Yeah, and I can tell you the reason is because we had fun together as a family. Mm. We had a strong family culture. You know, standing back there um, worshiping before coming out here, singing, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. It is a lot easier to believe that as an adult if you had parents who helped you believe that about yourself mm. as a child. Mm. You know, because those are deep spiritual concepts that maybe you can't grasp when you're six. Like, God loves me just as I am and he made me. But when you have parents who look in your eyes and listen to you, put their arms around you, you are all ready for that truth to just be soaked up into your heart. Mm. So I would say that's what it was. It was, we had this tradition when I was little where we would go and wrestle on the bed with dad after dinner. That was probably so that mom could catch a little bit of a breather from us. But it was like the most fun ever. We looked forward to dad gets home from work and we have dinner together and then it's go wrestle on the water bed. And yeah. Or the get, trampoline. Or the uh, trampoline. Yeah. And, a few I mean, injuries, but I mean, it was yeah, worth it. Right. We, um, and, we got a good chiropractor along the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, I, I had this conversation recently with a guy who had daughters, and, he was, and they were teenage daughters, and he was, like, freaking out. Like, I, you know, it wasn't a problem yet, but, like, what's going to happen? And, mm -hmm. and I, 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 I understood enough of his family. I was like, dude, you've done everything that you needed to do for your teenage daughters. You, mm -hmm. you instill that sense of respect for themselves in them at an early age. And then when they grow up, you know, they're going to pick the guys yeah. who respect them. Right. And you guys all did. I mean, I have the three most awesome son-in-laws in the world. And, um, and, and that, wasn't, that wasn't just dumb luck. And, and I don't think it was even just prayer because we've been praying for them all their yeah, life. Right. It was also making you know that you were worthy and you were It was hugging forsaken. me through the awkward years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there were when your little girls yeah. go through the awkward years, if you keep on loving on them and you don't stop kissing them and saying, you're so beautiful, even though may or may not be true at that season of life. <laughs> we can look back at some sixth grade pictures. Oh, man. Yes, we can. Have some but... fun with the poodle hair and everything. But, <laughs> right. but, but, but um, it wasn't all perfect. I mean, no. it, you guys, um, I mean, we have depression in our family. We've talked about this pretty openly. Yeah. Uh, Mom and I have had uh, our sense of our, our share of marriage stuff. I mean, talk about yeah, a little bit about the normalcy of growing up. the whole entire picture. 
Yeah, well, I mean, just to touch on the depression thing for a minute, I love talking about this because I feel like it, it just doesn't get talked about enough. And having babies is really hard on women and it screws with your hormones a lot. Depression runs in my family. And so um, I've been on depression meds I mean, since I was like a young adult, since I graduated from college. And so I'm not on them right now for pregnancy because my husband and I and my doctor feel like that's a safe decision for our family. But you better believe as soon as this little thing comes out, I am right back on them because <laughs> I am not myself without them. Yeah. They, they really, they help me be fully myself. Um, so if you're in a place where you are kind of wondering like, man, I wonder if maybe this is a little bit worse than it should be or if every bad day feels like salt in the wound rather than just, oh, it's just a bad day, I'll get through it, then, mm. you know, just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, we had, to, we had to wrestle with some reality at the same time. So how yeah. did your mom set the pace for all of oh, this? Oh, my goodness. Stuff? So I, I know it's Mother's Day and you're supposed to say this, but I actually don't have enough time in the world to tell you all of the wonderful things about my mom. And, and I have to tell you, because the series is FOMO, and sometimes when you're a mom, no matter what stage you're in, you can always be thinking about what you're missing out on. You know, if you are, um, if, it's obvious if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know, sometimes you can feel, the word I like to use is benched. Sometimes you feel like you're sort of benched from normal adult life while you're, you know, just changing diapers and stopping the screaming and doing all that stuff. Um, but even, you know, if your kids are older, even if you're working, there are probably things that you're saying no to so that you can be available for your kids. And, um, and I just want you to know that all of those little things are so meaningful because when I look back on my mom, and she did work, by the way, mm -hmm. um, she was the the worship leader here yeah. that became the worship programming director. I asked her to do it part-time in 1990, I don't know, four. It was supposed to be short-term. And, and she did it until a couple of years ago. Yeah, it so, lasted for 20 um, years. Yeah. But she was able to arrange her schedule so that she was there for us when we got home from school, which was very wonderful that she was able to do that. But it was the little things. That, I guess that's really what I want you to know is that it was all, I mean, my mom... I, all of the little words of encouragement that she spoke into my sisters and me, all of the times that we had this phrase, um, do you need your love cup filled up? That's what she would say when we were little. Uh, meaning like, are you just so beside yourself emotionally? Like, do you maybe just need to pause and kind of just get some snuggles to feel like a better human? Um, all the times that she did that, all the little crafts, all of the birthday parties that she made magical with no money. Mm. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah. Besides the fact that uh, we would come down every morning, especially as we got older, and she was always up reading her Bible in the morning. And I know still that that's her habit to this day and that she still prays for me. Mm. She prays for my kids, she prays for my husband. That is so amazing. I mean, she just has not ceased to have that role in mm. my life as my mother. She's mm. really beautiful. Yeah, she is. Um, question number whatever. Uh, surprising insight <laughs> now that you are. So let's transition yep. that into now that you are a mom, you had all these images of what it was going to be like. Like, for example, um, I'll show you this video. This is uh, this is pretty much my fault, but this is their family uh, on the way. Yeah. They live in Nashville, in case you didn't, didn't get that. They're on their way to their Easter service. 
Um, and uh, I've turned the boys on to country music, um, obnoxious country music, kind of on purpose because that's what I wanted to do. So the boys love this uh, Jake Owen song called Down to the Honky Tonk. And Charlie has the entire thing memorized. Don't and listen to it with your kids because there's an explicit lyric in it. Make sure you listen to the radio version, okay? Thanks, and, you, Papa. You know, you know I mean, why, why would you teach them? Never mind. Uh, it, it, so anyway, this is a video. They're on their way to Easter service. So you have your, in your mind, you have this image of we're going to, and you remember, I mean, I think you were in the van the year that we were on our way to Easter service and I was driving the van and mom was driving the Bonneville uh-huh. and we were both leave. We, what happened? Oh, the it Bonneville was, was in the driveway and I clipped you, the yes. car on the yep. way to Easter service. I clipped. And, and, there may and, have been a profanity and they, spoken. There might've been on the way yeah. to Easter by your mom. And, yeah. and it was, it, it, <laughs> and I got the bumpers stuck. I got the bumpers stuck. So like we're, I got to go to Easter service and my cars are stuck in the driveway. And we so had terrible. to both get in and drive them apart at the same time. That's kind of what, what real Easter's like. This oh, is yeah. what real Easter's like when you grow up. Oh, a statue in my hometown when I'm gone. Where'd my singer go? That's George Timothy right there. You've got the complete picture now. Yeah, now you got it. So some surprising things about being a mom. Okay, well, um, this one is not terribly spiritual, but I am convinced that God was up in heaven looking down (laughs) at me. And he thought to himself, you know what this perfectionist germaphobe really needs? A kid who eats his boogers. (laughs) I can't make him stop, you guys. I can't win it. It's so gross. No matter what you do, right? Yep, yep. But uh, on a slightly more spiritual note. Let's go deeper, yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, parenthood is such a mirror. And I'm only four and a half years into this game, so I know that so many of you can can sit back and say, oh man, just she wait, there's a lot more coming. But I can see my own sin nature so much more clearly than I could before. You know, my husband, Ash, he always laughs about the fact that he thought he had a really invincible immune system back in the days before germ bags were sneezing into his open mouth. (laughs) And this is kind of like that, you know, back in the days where I was the master of my own, you know, give or take, the yeah. master of my own sleep, yeah. my own eating, <laughs> give or take. working out, socializing, all of those nice things. You know, it's easy to, to think, I'm a, pre- I'm a pretty patient person. Mm. And then you're up all night and no, you no, realize, whoa, actually, I, I am so much more <laughs> selfish than I realized. Like, sorry, God, that I didn't see it before. Obviously, I needed this whole parenthood thing. You know, I'm so much more impatient than I ever realized. And it's just never been more critical for me to really make the effort to rely on the Holy Spirit from moment to moment because the entire temperature of my home depends on it. You know, moms are the linchpins of their home. And, um, you know, everybody's going to be a lot happier if I am relying on the Holy Spirit. So that's the second one. 
Um, the last thing I'll say is that I, I think as a kid, I could identify ways that I could see that my parents were like Jesus, but I never fully realized just how much motherhood itself has to do with the ministry of Jesus, just how many parallels there were, just beginning with childbirth. So after George the second one was born, in the throes of the postpartum hormones feeling just terrible, um, I wept over this lyric that I heard in an Andrew Peterson song. The song is called uh, My One Safe Place. He wrote it about his wife. And the line is, don't be scared, it's all right. It's a weight you were not meant to shoulder, but you bear so much light and it's brighter each day you get older. And I know you are broken in two, but you are a sacrament God has spoken through. I'm like weeping in the bathroom, listening to this as I'm thinking, I'm never going to be able to walk again, you know? (laughs) But, you know, childbirth, like you completely wreck your body forever. It's never the same. You completely wreck your body to bring new life. And you know what? Jesus gets that. He did that. He's with us. I in love that. the sacrament line in that. Great? I mean, yeah, that that's Oh, it's so beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and I mean, move on from that to the fact that so Jesus' disciples, I mean, you really have to stop and think about the fact that they were probably teenage boys. Mm-hmm. You read the gospels. Jesus had to say the same thing to them over and over and over. I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm going to die. Right. I'm going to die. Yeah, over and over. They Why still, are these guys what? arresting you? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were seriously immature. Yeah. They, multiple moments. Yes, they were. Um, so, you know, if that's you, if you ever feel like you're having to say the same thing thousands of times, Jesus gets it. Mm-hmm. If you ever feel like you are being constantly interrupted, Jesus gets it. If anyone else is in the stage of having small children, or if you're not anymore, I'm sure you remember clear as day, the feeling of being constantly touched. Jesus was, I mean, people could receive, thank you. You know, people thought they, they wanted healing, and so they were always reaching out and touching him. Oh my goodness. Do you ever feel like you're feeding the 5,000? <laughs> Sometimes I, oh my gosh, my boys, they're so small and yet they eat and eat and eat. It's crazy. They eat their body weight every they day. They do. It's yeah. crazy. So I guess my big takeaway from this is that when I am having trouble finding the holy in the mundane, <clears throat> that on my hardest days, if I am paying attention, and I'm not always, but when I am, I have this really beautiful sense that Jesus is with me in all of the little things, you know? Sometimes as a mom, it's easy to feel, it's easy to have FOMO and feel like, man, I wish I could do something awesome and be changing the world and running a nonprofit or working this great job where people would see how awesome I am. And, and in the economy of God, it's just all upside down. Jesus is with you in those little moments and he has injected so much eternal significance Mm. in those little moments. Mm. So that's kind of something I've been meditating on lately. So, um, I mean, this is set up and they all know it's set up, but what is the most important thing a parent should want for their children? As a kid growing up and now you're here and you're doing it again, what's Mm -hmm. the most important thing? There's a lot of competition for, you know, what's important for your kids. What would you say to that? Well, first of all, I think I would say 
go home with your, your spouse, your person, and genuinely have this conversation. Um, I think it's good to know your end game when you're parenting. Yeah. For us, you know, someday when I am getting ready to leave this planet, I want to know that we're all going to be together in the big after party. That's in the end, like that's the only thing that's going to last. That's what I want. That's what I want for my kids. So, you know, whatever else I might be forfeiting, as long as I am keeping that end game in mind, I'm good. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be able to do every we're single be with activity them forever. Yeah. So, right. what's the forever stuff that's right. important? I mean, we we and, and again, I mean, we we didn't. You had a normal life. You yeah. went to public school. You right. graduated from Lincoln Way East. We owned you, a TV. We, we owned a TV. Yeah, we had a VCR, you know, and all, the, all, all those things. Yeah. Um, you, you were, I mean, I tried to get you in sports. You it's a massive sucked. failure. So that, you know, so we, we, we blew on through yeah. that and, uh, and, and got you. <laughs> Ash made a, a reference to her yesterday. Um, I don't even know what it reference. is, so I can't even tell I you what I was just standing is. there, and he made a sports reference to her, you know, like in life, a sports reference. I'm just looking at him blank like, face. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, th- that, so, so they were musical. Yep. So you guys did marching band. You did all that kind we of did. stuff. We did. We were involved we, in we, stuff. We had, we had crazy lives just like everybody else, but there was something important. I, I, there was a couple of scriptures that Jesus says that are the antithesis of what the world believes, I think, a lot. Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. It's he, hard to remember that when you're on Instagram sometimes. Yeah. So. So don't be. <laughs> check yourself. It's, man, I feel like the social media thing is a mom. It can be a t- total joy suck. So if you need to, I, I permission you as a person with zero authority. <laughs> To step back from that, if you need to, even fast from it for a season. I actually don't do social media at all, which I know is super weird. You don't have to because I post all your kids' you pictures You do it for online. me, which is really great. Yeah. <laughs> but in this, just in this season of life, it distracts me so much from mm. being present with my kids. So just not, throw not it important. out there. As not saying fact, you should, but you know. The other verse I was thinking about, Jesus said, Whoa, to you when all men speak well of you, which is hilarious. <laughs> so like... The more likes you get, that Jesus is saying that's a bigger woe. I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to process all I know, that. You know, I know. I, I was having a conversation years ago with a guy, and we were talking about our kids, and he said, "You know, you have to think about what's really important." And I said, "Well, what's really important to you?" And he said, "Teaching them how to hit a curveball." And I know he was being facetious, but but in a way he wasn't. In a way, we demonstrate that with our kids. Mm-hmm. And you, you, your kids aren't old enough to be necessarily in that. You're not an right. authority. I don't know what it's like to be this generation to have the competition right. with the internet and the phones and the you know all that kind of stuff because you guys didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But there is something more important. One author I, I read talked about the outer circle and the inner circle, and I thought that, that's a great illustration for all of us to think mm-hmm. about. What's really important is the inner circle. What we concentrate on is what everybody sees right. about us or what everybody sees about what our kids. What everybody sees on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just makes it that much worse. What's real is on the inside and that's what lives forever. Yeah. And that's the only thing it, it, that matters. I mean, you were, you were an all-state musician and none of that matters now. You're, nope. a, you're a mom. I mean, I, I love that you, that you were able to do all those kinds of things. Right. But what matters right. is the stuff that was on the inner circle right. in your life. Yeah, and, totally. uh, you know, and, and that is the faith. Uh, Timothy was told by Paul, I've been reminded of your faith, which first lived in your grandmother and then in your mother 
and I'm persuaded lives in you also. That's the important part of yeah. all of this. And Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Sure. I mean, what would it profit you if you gained the whole world and forfeited the souls of your kids? And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's just, for me, it just makes it easier for us to talk about that because at this point we went through all of that stuff. We, we did all that stuff and the legacy doesn't have anything it, to do. It meant something. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I have to say too, like, if, you know, cause I don't know where you are on your spiritual journey, but <clears throat> even if you're, you're not totally sold on the whole, like heaven thing yet, I, I want you to know too, just like a side benefit we love being together hmm. and that is so awesome. You know, like I just really, um, my, my husband, my sisters, their husband, their kids, my parents, we really look forward to hanging out with each other. And when we do hang out with each other, we have an awesome time. Hmm. I really hope that my kids feel that way about hanging out with me someday yeah. when they're grown and they have their own families. And you know, you may not have had that with your family of origin, but you have the ability to, to have that with, with your family right. or even invest in your grandchildren in a way that, you know, you can have that too. Yeah. So, Not about the legacy that was left to you. It was about the one that you start right. and you create. Right. Um, but if it was left to you, again, so grateful to my parents and my wife's parents for passing it on to us. It does make it easier. So you got to start somewhere. Uh, all right, well, we're going to pray for the moms, okay? I wanted to finish off that way. And um, so I'm going to ask Rachel to come out and do it. And I'd like for all the moms at, at all of our campuses to stand up right now uh, and put your arms out and receive a blessing on Mother's Day. And if you're seated by a mom, especially if they're related to you, you might even want to put a hand on them. And, and we just want to pray a blessing over you on this Mother's Day. Okay, yes. you do that with me. God, thank you for all of these women and all of the lives that they touch. I just want to ask that you would pour out your blessing on them this day, that they would feel your, your favor and your joy and feel the deep importance of their role and just how pleased you are with all of those little moments that they think nobody is seeing. You are seeing, God. I want to pray right now specifically for the mom who is depressed. Would you whisper to her that you see her, that you are with her right where she is, you love her right where she is? Would you please give her a tiny glimmer of hope this morning that this season will not be forever? God, for the mother who is maybe exhausted and overwhelmed, maybe is trying to do this parenting gig by herself, Would you be her rock and her strength and her provider? Would you please bring her exactly what she needs at the moment that she needs it? God, for the mother who is grieving this morning, maybe even grieving a child, we know that you know what it is to have that deep pain in your heart and that you even watched your own son die on the cross, would you just be near to her and help her to feel comforted by your presence, God, this morning, and just help her to know that you are with her. You are with her in the sadness. God, for the mother who lacks wisdom in a hard situation, parenting has so many different layers of challenges, 
But your word tells us that if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask you and you give generously. So for this mother, would you please help her to quiet her heart so that she can hear from you? And would you just speak clearly the wisdom that she needs this morning? Mm. God, for the mother who feels invisible, would you remind her that you know the number of hairs on her head? Mm-hmm. And that your word says that every act of love and service that is done in secret, that you actually see that and that you will reward that and that you are pleased with her. God, for the mother who has a child who is far from you, we know that you feel this grief because all of our children are your kids first. We ask that you would please work supernaturally in the life and the circumstances of this child to bring them near to you. And would you please tell this mother that you have not given up on her child? Hmm. That even at the very last moment, Jesus, you forgave the man who was next to you on the cross, even though he'd run away his entire life, that it's just not too late. God, for the mother who has regret, would you remind her that there is no condemnation for those Mm -hmm. in Jesus, Mm -hmm. but that you are the God of second chances and that you are the God who works all things for good for those who love you and that you still want to use her. God, for the mother who's experiencing great joy in this season, we praise you, thank you so much for that. Would you just show this mother how much you delight with her in her joy, and we thank you for all of the sweet kids that are represented by the women here. Mm -hmm. And God, for the woman who maybe is not standing, but is wishing that she was, would you whisper to her that you see her, that you love her, Would you please give her the desires of her heart to be a mother in Mm. the way that will bring you the most glory? God, thank you for being our perfect father. Thank you for pouring out your love on us. In Jesus' name, amen.